In this episode of the podcast, we hear from Rosabril Hoyt, one of our closer leaders and teachers, and she's going to be talking to us about Joshua chapter 3 and the courageous first steps that Joshua and the Israelites had to take. At Closer Discipleship, we help others grow closer to God and to each other. We do that through Bible studies, leader training, teacher training, and just general discussions on the topic. We do all things discipleship on this Closer Look podcast. Hello, my name is Rosabil Hoyt, and I have the honor of being part of the Closer team. With great joy, I would like to share my study and thoughts from Joshua chapter 3. My prayer is that God will remind us of what he has already taught us and that he will show us more of himself, that through the knowledge of him, our love and devotion for him will grow. Before we begin with chapter 3, I would like to do a small recap on what we have learned from God's word so far. The book of Joshua begins with setting the stage for God's promise to be fulfilled, taking his people to the promised land. By this point, these promise had gone unfulfilled for a long time, but we know God is always faithful. This is part of his character. Then how come these promise had not been fulfilled yet? It had been due to the Israelites' rebellion and disobedience but God was giving them another chance. This time, he provided Joshua, who had been learning from Moses' leadership. Joshua is called to be courageous. He is given the task of leading the Israelites to cross the Jordan River and take over the land. As he prepares himself and the people to do this, he encounters some courageous helpers, such as the spies and Rahab, who together with God's direction, give him insight about the land they are about to take. This brings us to Joshua chapter 3. In this chapter, we'll learn about God's step-by-step plan to cross the Jordan River. God prepares every step and he provides him for Joshua, the leaders, and the Israelites. In this chapter, we also learn what happens when God's people act in obedience And we'll learn also what happens when each person knows and does their part. Let's take a closer look at God's step-by-step plan to cross the river. First, he provides direction to the Israelites through the officers who tell them in verse 3, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. Through this instruction, we see that God not only tells them what to do, but he also meets them where they're at. Knowing that they're walking in a known territory and how uncertain this may have been. Then God provides his people and the priest with additional steps to follow. This time through Joshua, who in verse five tells the people, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. The English Standard Version says, He will do wonders among you. These brought Jesus' words to mind when he said, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, 
and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So God was going to do wonder amongst the Israelites and he wants to do amazing things amongst us too. Now to the priest, Joshua says in verse 6, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on before the people. Now God also provided Joshua with instructions to prepare him to lead his people. In verse 7 and 8, the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all the Israelites, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant. When you come to the brink of the water of the Jordan, you should stand still in the Jordan. Then we'll learn in verses 9 to 13 that Joshua shares the instructions God gave him with the Israelites. So, so far, we have learned that God shared the courageous first steps his people were to take. Then came the part for which courage and strength were very necessary. Taking action to believe, to prepare themselves, and to do. In order to believe, they had to know the task, but more importantly, they had to know who was giving them the task and the steps to accomplish it. They also had to remember that God promised to be with them. As God's people, we get to know him and the task or mission he has for us through the reading of his word. Now, in order to prepare themselves, the Israelites had to do what God had equipped them in advance to do. They were to consecrate themselves, to prepare themselves, which God has taught them how to do through Moses in Exodus 19. God does the same for us. He has provided his word, which we learn in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, that all scripture is from God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Then they had to be obedient, to act upon who God is, what he was calling them to do, to follow his steps and the leadership he had set before them, all these to give them the land he had for them. That's what happens when God's people act in obedience. They fulfill God's plan for them. But let's be honest here. Many times it is very difficult to be obedient. But God has given us his spirit and through him, his strength and ability to do what he has called us to do. I remember one time when I had to do something I really did not want to do. I had to apologize to someone who had been talking badly about me. This person was telling others that I had done things to her that were not right, which hurt her. I knew this was not true, but I was called to apologize and try to make things right on my end. I did not really know how things were gonna go, what was going to happen during our conversation or after, but I was called to be obedient and not to map out what would happen after. Through God's word, prayer, and my leadership at that time, I was to be obedient to Matthew 18 and 24. 
I was to make things right with my sister and to do my part to care for her and those around us. So I did. I listened to her hurt and I apologized. Things were not pretty and I did not get to share my hurt or receive an apology for how her actions affected me or those around me. But I was not promised that. God promised he would be with me, that I did not have to walk in fear or be timid, and that my offering to him is sacrifice and worship. I sacrifice my pride and I worship him then and as my heart recovered from that difficult experience. Now let's get to our last point. What happens when each person knows that they are to do and they actually do their part? In the story of Joshua chapter 3, in verse 14 through 17, we read that each person did as they were instructed to. The priests to the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of the people. The people broke camp and followed the Ark. The priest then stepped on the Jordan. This goes against human nature, right? We want to see the path before we get there. But God was clear. He said, go to the river and stand still, and I will make a way for you. God did as he said he would. He made the water stop flowing, and he became completely cut off. What was the result? They crossed the river on dry ground. I love to hear stories where God shows up and shows off. His ways are like nothing else we can ever imagine. So we see here different people working together as one, just like we are called to do in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 14. For just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews and Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consider of, consist of one member, but of many. And in verse 28, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So, what happens when each person knows and does their part? God's mission is accomplished and he gets all the credit. Now, what about our lives? What happens when each person knows what they are to do and they do it? It does not mean everything will be perfect. It means that God gets the glory. The world knows that we belong to him because of the way we live and we live out our purpose, which is to love him and to make him known. During the time that story I share about before was happening, I was part of the leadership of a young adult ministry at my church back home. And I was responsible for leading and training our leaders and volunteer. I knew my mission and that is to love God and make him known. In order to do that, I had to be obedient and take the steps I was asked to take. I had to be an example of what it looks like to do the right thing, even when it's hard or scary or when we're hurt. That's what I was called to do as a leader, to do the right thing. 
we get to love God and make him known by living his word out anywhere we go, at church, at home, even at the store, and with our loved ones, regardless of what they do, say, or believe in. This brings me to the end of this part of God's story. In Joshua chapter 3, we learn about the courageous first steps Joshua, the priest, and the Israelites took in order to cross the Jordan River. God provided these steps. They followed and obeyed his direction, and God did the impossible. He provided dry land for them to walk safely. As I think about their steps, I think about mine and about yours. What are the courageous first steps we are to take? The people in this story, Joshua, the priest, and the Israelites, they all knew the task. They knew God, who gave them the task, and they knew why they could accomplish what God was asking, asking them to do. They were his people. My takeaway and encouragement for all of us from this part of God's word is that we spend time in his word, getting to know him and learning about his mission for us. That we would accept the power he has given us through, through Jesus and his spirit living in us. Thanks to his sacrifice on the cross, we are his children and we get to take the courageous first steps to live according to who he says we are, to believe it and to live it out. And Paul urged his friends in a similar way in Ephesians 4.1 when he said, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Thank you for listening. Blessings.